squeezing in an episode at the very last minute, the last day of August. Actually, it is Wednesday, which I mean means I have to post it for whether and whatever Wednesday, but we do have one more day of August, which is tomorrow, August 31st. But you know me, I'm a crammer. I like to squeeze things in as close to the deadline as possible. So here we are squeezing it in for you. And there is definitely a lot to talk about this month. And I will start off like I usually do, what's new, the big things that's happened. And the beginning of this episode is going to start off pretty sad, just warning you. But unfortunately, the sad news is I lost a really close friend of mine, Jacob Nickerson. He was the kindest soul, really. Just such a good friend, such a good person. Always put others before him. And he got in a car crash coming home from work, which was the same route I take every single day, Richmond to Williamsburg. And he was in a coma for a couple of weeks and then unfortunately succumbed to his injuries a couple of days ago. Um, so it's been really hard to process and just to work through and to just make sense of it all. I think that's with any sudden death. There's just nothing makes sense. Like, why? Like, that is the most common thought in my head. Why, why, why? Like, why? I just don't know. Like, why Why did it have to happen? But, and that's with any death. It's just tragic, and I'm still very much grieving and crying a lot. So, I said this last episode, but this episode, please also bear with me. Hopefully, I do have better events to talk about next month. I really am hoping for that, but just want to say a couple things about Jacob because that has been what has been helping me most in this grieving process just sharing how much of an amazing person he was and I am so very blessed that I was fortunate enough to get to spend some time with him just a couple days before the crash so I'm really thankful for that and we were able to do what we love best play cornhole together and just catch up because we haven't seen each other in a little bit with all the craziness of life. And I was telling him about my new job, and I actually set his phone up with the 8 News notifications. (laughs) He later texted me that day saying, like, oh, my goodness, I'm getting too many. And then he was telling me about his job and how much he loves it. And it was just really a nice time. We were so proud of each other, and it was just really just a great day overall. And... All of it just doesn't make sense to me. I think the most common question we all say in our heads is why when any of this stuff happens. And that's constantly what I'm saying in my head. (sighs) Because it really doesn't make sense. Um, Nor does any other death. It's just really hard to process. And it's just really hard. I just don't know what to think of it all. But... Taking it day by day, as you do any day, really. I'm just bad at taking things day by day. And just trying to work through all the grief. And honestly, it's been really hard at work to do traffic because obviously 
he passed away because of a traffic incident so doing traffic reporting has been really hard and I did post something yesterday on my page about it and I was hesitant about doing that but I really any any 8 news viewer listening that commented on it or actually I posted something on my personal page too any of my friends and family who reached out I really love you guys and all the support and just reading through those messages it made me cry because I'm emotional right now but also it did make me have a lot of hope that I'll get through this because I have such a good support team and I don't want to dwell on it too much because I already cried a lot today but just continue to please keep Jacob's family friends anyone else grieving in your prayers and thoughts whether it's Jacob's incident or just anyone grieving just it's a really hard thing to get through so let's all pray and think of each other and keep each other in our thoughts and then also just use this as a reminder to be really safe on the roads because car crashes are a really big deal and they could cause obviously fatalities in some cases but also some serious injuries so just use this as a reminder to please stay safe out there Moving on, because I could talk about this for the whole episode, but I know that's not what everyone wants to hear. But again, Jacob was just a really amazing person. Um, what else has happened? I lost my eyesight. <laughs> I was going to bed one night after work, and my eyesight was very blurry. And I thought I was just really tired from the week. I think that week I worked seven days in a row. But I woke up the next day and I still didn't have my eyesight. So I had to go to the emergency doctor and it has been a long process. But basically, originally they told me my cornea was scratched and I had dry patches in my eye. So I took steroid drops and this medicine for that. And then it looks like it was healed on the next scan. But my prescription was still negative 6.5 I think it was. And my prescription has never been as bad as a negative 2. It's always been like negative 2.5 to negative 5. So they did a lot of tests on me. I was in and out of the hospital, <laughs> doctor's appointments. They originally thought I had diabetes, now autoimmune disease possibly, and we still don't know what's going on. Also, I probably have to get a scan on my brain. So that was another major thing this month. And... Uh, Oh, I ruptured my spleen also. Had to go to urgent care. I thought I ruptured my spleen. Had to go to urgent care. And this this month I've been in and out of the hospital, whether it be for Jacob or also for myself. It's just been crazy. The summer just flew by because of all the craziness. But um, I'm okay. My eyesight's still not back. But they put me in new contact lenses that help me a little bit but I still definitely see blurry so right now I think I'm back down to negative 3.5 so getting closer I actually have an eye doctor appointment tomorrow morning and we'll see where to go from there just again taking it day by day uh some medical issues losing a really close friend and then also all the natural disasters out there have really been weighing on my heart um the first one that comes to mind is the Maui wildfires as some of you most of you probably know I went to school in Hawaii 
and I lived there for a couple of years and just holds a really special place in my heart and just seeing any of those videos hearing about it watching it I literally can't it's just so sad and what they're going through because it was so just quick to happen and people jumping into the ocean I am just every day praying for probably like 20 things but Maui is in my prayers and the whole island of Hawaii because Hawaii doesn't really get wildfires often so it's just crazy it's a crazy world also speaking of it the tropical storm that hit California Southern California that was the first tropical storm to hit in over 80 years which is just nuts like it all the natural disasters are just they need to stop because my heart could only handle too much so much and it's not all this because this summer has just been wild with news and weather events and personal things but thinking and praying of so many people out there that are affected by all these natural disasters grieving whether you're going through losing your job a breakup as I was going through and still am going through I guess speaking on that really quick Matt and I have talked recently and he is doing well so I'm really happy for that and I am doing better on that whole situation and I don't think I know I think last episode I said maybe I would talk about it more but I don't think I'm going to talk about that in this episode because I'm still not ready to and there's just so many other things going on that my brain can't only process so many things so just know that Matt's doing well and we are on good terms. But yeah, so a lot of things happened this month, whether it be in my personal life, my friends, or just across the country and world. So I'm really thinking of so many people out there and praying for them every night because it's a crazy world we're living in and we just got to keep uplifting each other and trying to be as positive as we can because life is short as we know it. But... Moving on without further ado, because you might have been waiting for it, you know what comes next, and it is the drink recommendation, and this month I figured out how to put the sound into my button, so let me just see if I can get it right. I think it is this one, so your drink recommendation, yeah, pumpkin beer, pumpkin beer is your drink recommendation. This month, because, or when you're listening to this episode, you don't have to drink it all month. Or you don't even have to drink it this episode, but it's just a recommendation. That's a drink that we usually do in the episode. And I say this for Jacob, because this is one of our last conversations. Um, He was telling me how much, I was actually telling him I picked up pumpkin beer, and I was going to drink it when I got home, because it was a really hot summer day, and I was just counting down to the days until fall. And he was like, oh, we got to get a pumpkin beer soon. So as we know, unfortunately, that can't happen now. But I am sitting here drinking a pumpkin beer for him. I love you, Jacob. This is for you. Cheers. Let's all have a pumpkin beer for Jacob. 
And when you drink of one, drink of one. When you drink one, think of him. When you think of one, drink for him. Oh my goodness. When you when you drink one, just think of him and everything that he was. Um, and then also there is a second part to this because if you don't like pumpkin beer, which I know a lot of people probably don't, I want you to, well, I'm not forcing you to, but if you drink, well, actually, no, even if you don't drink, just drink some sort of beverage that reminds you of a loved one that you've lost. So whether it be a hot tea, maybe a soda, maybe Bud Light, maybe water that reminds you of someone that you miss and that you lost, go ahead and drink that for them. And if you do, pour one out, maybe raise it up, cheers to them, and just drink that in honor of your lost loved one. So that's my drink recommendation this month. And by the way, as you're drinking your pumpkin beer, and if you're listening to this today when I'll release it, which is August 30th, and oh my goodness, I have a long night ahead of me (laughs) to be able to listen to it, post it, and finish it. But there are 22 days until fall, and I love fall. And I'm so excited for that hol- uh not the holiday. I always say that, that season. It's my favorite season. November to like January are my favorite favorite months because I love sweater weather. I love snowboarding, but I love the holidays, Thanksgiving, remembering everything that we're grateful for and thankful for. And also I just I just love that season. I love Christmas, I love New Year's Eve, reflecting on the year and I'm very excited. I've had a countdown if any one has been watching me I always say it on the news because I'm really excited and it's been hot the last couple weeks so cheers to fall go grab your pumpkin beer and as we know after the drink recommendation comes the date recommendation which let me press it again is going to a beach or lake or body of water before a storm preferably a tropical storm or a hurricane and as we know as i just said we are nearing fall so the last couple days of summer which also means we're reaching that peak of hurricane season which is actually september 10th and i know i think in a past episode i did talk about Uh, one of my date recommendations was going on a picnic before like a thunderstorm but this one's a little bit different because as we know tropical storms hurricanes any storm like that is very very powerful and oftentimes they bring a lot of crazy surf rough surf rough dangerous rip currents to the beaches And for me, growing up, that was always one of my favorite things to do, going to the beach before a hurricane or storm. I know I always asked my mom growing up, and she always took me. We would watch the kite surfers, the wind surfers, the surfers in general. A couple times, I actually went out myself. And even just the people you could watch on the beach and just enjoying Mother Nature at its finest. And actually, that reminds me, (laughs) I do have a video on YouTube of me crying on a surfboard. And it was, I think it was before a storm was approaching and I decided it was a good thing to go out on a surfboard and to try to surf. And I was not with anyone. 
I was with one friend that was on the beach, but I think it was Rich, my friend Rich from Long Island. If you're listening, shout out Rich. Oh, and I'm also going to Long Island soon. But I got stuck at, out at sea, and I forgot my GoPro was recording, and you see me crying, and you see me praying on my surfboard. And also, that same day, there was a shark tracked in the same waters. Great white shark, 3,500 pounds. I think it was Mary Lee or Mary Lou. And I was in that. <laughs> I can't believe it. And I went back, and I was like, taking my surfboard apart and getting ready for bed and I realized my GoPro was recording so I watched it and it was pretty funny knowing that I was okay so my parents really wanted me to send it into Ellen which I did and I also put it on YouTube so if you want to go watch that if you're feeling (laughs) sad maybe it would make you laugh because I made it out of there okay and I think it's called like Jacqueline Waters at Sea or Lost at Sea or something like that But it is a funny one to watch if you need a laugh and know that I'm okay. (laughs) But So yeah, go out there and enjoy a body of water, whether it be the ocean, which if you are near ocean, I recommend that over everything. A lake, a river before a really powerful storm is approaching because it is just so crazy that you could see some of those conditions before that storm actually hits. It's just really fascinating to me maybe it's just me but I also love I love the weather so that is your drink and date recommendation and now y'all know what's next hopefully you know what's next if you've been listening it is oh let me play the button again (laughs) two t's and an l and as I said last episode because Matt isn't here Unfortunately, um, whoever DMs the Instagram first, the correct answer, which is weather underscore and whatever, you will get a craft made by yours truly shipped to you. And last month, oh my goodness, I just remembered I've been so bad on the Instagram. Please don't blame me. I'm not using it as an excuse, but it's been really a crazy month. But I promise I'm gonna be I'm gonna be better about that. But tonight I'll post what I sent to the winners, which I was only gonna do one, which the first winner was Wes, my friend Wes. Thank you for being so supportive and listening. He actually sent me his answer within like an hour of me posting the episode. So I guess he gets he actually he did tell me he gets notifications when it's posted because he subscribes. But Thank you, Wes. And then also, I did get another message soon after from actually an 8 News viewer, Trevor, and I won't say his last name just to hide his identity, but it was actually at the exact right time I needed it because I remember so clearly, actually, I was listening to the episode, and this is the day after. I was cleaning out my car. I'm like, why did I post that? This is so embarrassing. I'm crying like you could tell I edited a lot out because I did cry and I'll probably edit a lot out of this because I am crying but he really sent me what I needed to hear at that moment and it was just how much he loves the podcast how much he loves watching me on channel 8 and how to keep up the great work and keep my chin up and thank you so much for being so vulnerable you're so awesome and you're so cool and it's just really nice for you to share 
basically what you're going through with a rough time and it uh, it will help a lot of other people out there so as I was listening to it and I was cleaning out my car I'm like I should delete this and I got that and I'm like you know what no I don't even care let people judge me for being an emotional wreck at times but I'm just trying to help others that's my main goal in life to help others feel better be better and do better so thank you Trevor and I sent Wes his wife and his dog something I sent Trevor his wife and his chickens something he has chickens and they both really enjoyed it and it it made me happy making a craft and sending it to someone that really liked it and just picking out what I would make them both so I really enjoyed that so I'm going to continue to do that I think every episode whoever guesses the lie first and sometimes I'll probably do a couple people that guess it because I don't know I just like I like making gifts for people that's like my love language giving gifts but so yeah so look on the Instagram I'll post what I sent them today tonight and well, I sent it to them this month, but I'll post what I sent them because I haven't posted anything on the Instagram tonight. And you could see maybe it will give you motivation to get my two truths and a lie correct. All right, so without further ado, guess the lie. One, usually the right front quadrant of a hurricane or tropical storm in the northern hemisphere is the most dangerous and destructive. Number two, 40% of hurricanes that make landfall in the United States hit the state of Florida. And number three, Hurricane Katrina was the deadliest hurricane to hit the United States, which is the lie. And I do really want to tell you the answer, but that won't be fair. So I'm just going to move on. You might, I don't know if I'll... You'll definitely know one of them. I'll say one of them in the episode, but I don't think you may not know the other ones. And once someone gets the answer, I'll post I'll post the lie so you know. But you could probably look it up too. But don't do that because that's cheating and no one likes a cheater. So just try your best. <laughs> but this episode, it's going to be about hurricanes, if you could have guessed already. And also about a little bit about grieving. But no, am I no expert on grieving? I'm still very much in the process, so take everything I say with a grain of salt. But I'm going to switch it up. I'm going to talk about weather first before the whatever topic. And last episode, I talked about what a hurricane is, how they form, like the ingredients they need, how to name, how they are named, not how to name them. We don't have that choice, but how they're named each year and when they're retired and tools to help us forecast them and all that fun jazz but I also didn't get to talk about a lot of things that I did want to talk about and even in this episode there's so many other things I could talk about hurricane wise so as always whatever you're interested in just shoot me a message because I'm always open to ideas at the end of the day I really enjoy talking about anything weather related and if it's something specific you want to listen to I will be glad to talk about it in an episode But for this episode, I'm going to talk about basically different components of a hurricane and different impacts and how to stay safe. Because we do have a lot of activity going out on in the tropics. As I mentioned, we do have 
we did have Tropical Storm Hillary hit Southern California, which was the first time a tropical storm has hit Southern California in over 80 years. So definitely crazy there. It brought a lot of damage there. Tornado warnings, wildfires, a lot of flooding, because especially that area of the United States isn't used to getting even a lot of rain. They got basically rainfall in 24 hours that they usually see over a whole year, which sometimes hurricane is good, which I'll talk about too, because a lot of places like Southern California doesn't really see that rain. For them in this case, a lot of it was bad because it was a lot of flooding and tornado warnings, wildfires, even an earthquake that, which they get a lot of earthquakes, but this earthquake they got was actually a moderate one. But sometimes hurricanes are good, but the first tropical storm in over 80 years to hit Southern California. Crazy stuff. It brought a lot of damage. Also, we have Hurricane Franklin out in the Atlantic now that's bringing us some strong surf to the eastern seaboard and some dangerous rip currents. And then also we have Hurricane Idalia that just hit Keaton Beach in Florida this morning. I think it was around 7.45 a.m. this morning and brought a lot of damage to it because it had 125 mile per hour winds it brought a lot of storm surge the videos i was seeing was definitely crazy and just we're going to see a lot of destruction and damage due to this hurricane that hit just earlier this morning again it's august 30th um and a lot of people are really without power i think i saw a number of over 400,000 people without power which is another big threat of hurricanes especially some medical needs where you really need the power. For me, I like when the power goes out because it forces no one to be on their phone. My parents and I, anytime the power went out, we would always play board games, which they don't like playing board games with me too often. So that was like a nice way. <laughs> Not that I did it, but that was a good time to take to my advantage playing all the board games. But definitely we'll see a lot of damage and destruction because of that hurricane that did hit this morning and all I'm saying all this because we are nearing the peak of hurricane season which actually is September 10th and just want to keep you guys aware of things to know about things to keep in mind and just how to stay prepared because hurricanes are a really well forecasted weather phenomenon that we really could take our time and prepare and hopefully cause less destruction and less damage to not only yourself but also your belongings so a lot going on out there but I'm going to talk about now the components that makes up a hurricane so hurricanes seem pretty complex and they are pretty complex but also there's not a lot that make up their components there's only actually three main components of a hurricane and probably the most familiar to everyone is the eye of the storm and that's basically that clear calm part it's the center part of a hurricane and not all hurricanes do have them but well-developed hurricane hurricanes have this and about they're about 20 to 40 miles across in diameter and they are so clear because the air descends in the center of the hurricane that's because wind blows from high pressure to low pressure and in the center of a hurricane you have that high pressure at the top of the hurricane and the low pressure at the surface so you have that descending air high pressure to low pressure happening in the center of that storm and it's very 
ominous almost because you have this destructive hurricane that goes through your area and if you're within that 20 to 40 mile range within that eye it will be crazy pouring and then you'll just see calm conditions and then crazy pouring again on the other side so if you see that happen know that it could just be the eye of the storm make sure you check whether it be your radar your local weather station that it is safe to go outside because it could just be the eye of the storm and we know on the outside of the eye is the eye wall which is actually the most powerful and destructive part of the hurricane so you do not want to be out in the eye especially not close to shelter and then that eye wall come through because that's where you have those most dangerous winds you have the most dangerous downpours causing that flooding and this is all because not descending air but that rising motion which creates all those clouds and this is because in the low pressure that air spirals towards the center which eventually rises and that creates those cumulonimbus clouds which are pretty amazing they're one of my favorite clouds any meteorologist i feel like really loves cumulonimbus clouds but in latin cumulus means heaped and nimbus means rainstorm so keep that in mind you might see it on trivia i never did i would have gotten that (laughs) you know i'm always trying to give you guys some knowledge to win those trivia games and jeopardy (laughs) oh my goodness let me know if you're on jeopardy that would be cool i want to be on family feud so bad i was just talking about that with autumn on gmr the other day i would do anything to be on family feud not anything but i would do a lot anyways (laughs) here i go getting off track uh the eye wall is the most dangerous it has that heaviest rain the most damaging winds all because of that convergence of wind and it creating that cumulonimbus cloud and those damaging winds are created by dramatic changes in the pressure because basically winds are the strongest where the pressure changes the quickest so lines of equal pressure are called isobars and when meteorologists are looking at a chart and we have isobars on there and you see those isobars close that's where you're going to have those strongest winds so basically it's created by just dramatic changes in the pressure and you don't want that because that's where you have those strong winds and that's oftentimes where you have like behind a front that moves through you're having those dramatic changes in that pressure and that's what's causing it to be so windy the next day so another fun fact for your family feud actually that probably will never be on family feud for your trivia and your jeopardy so you're welcome (laughs) let me know if you win so you have the eye you have the eye wall and then you also have rain bands or feed bands as some call it and this is really what makes that hurricane and so big and so large because some of these could range well width wise they could range from a few miles to tens of miles but in length 50 to 300 miles long these rain bands could be and they're just basically those spiral rain bands that extend from the center again up to about 300 miles so hurricanes gigantic storm and we could thank the rain bands for this because those are that really large feature of a hurricane that just give it gives it that length that width that size and again not really that complex when you think about it only three main components but they also bring a lot of impacts with them and probably the first thing you think of when you think of a hurricane is winds which makes sense because 
winds wind speeds in a hurricane is is what we use to classify the category that saffir simpson scale which i believe i talked about last episode but again this month has been a blur blur i'm pretty sure i did though um and winds is really what you think about but water is actually the one impact that is most responsible for the largest amount of deaths but basically i'll just go through some of those main impacts and I'll start with winds because that's probably what you think about because of the Saffir Simpson scale. And winds definitely destructive. They could cause power outages. They could cause something hitting you, whether it be something flowing, that debris. Definitely dangerous, but as I said, water is the most deadly and most destructive. And that Saffir Simpson scale is what categorizes that hurricane. Just to give you some sort of reference, a category one hurricane is that smallest hurricane, and that is 74 to 95 miles per hour winds. And if you have a category one hurricane coming in, it could cause damage to the roof, your shingles, your siding, your gutters. It could cause branches of trees to snap, and that could also cause some power outages if it snaps on power power lines. And it could definitely cause a lot of damage with the wind speed, but also obviously with the flooding. So that's your lowest totem pole. Basically, the middle is at category three, 111 to 129 miles per hour. And this is where you're going to really start to see more devastating damage occur. And those well-built homes could have some serious damage. Those roofs could come off. A lot of trees will be snapped or uprooted which could block those roads. So that's very important, especially if you're in an evacuation zone, to get out before you start seeing those gusty winds. And then you could have electricity and water unavailable for several days to weeks because of those winds. So category three is when you see more of that devastation occur, but category five is when catastrophic damage will occur. And that's 157 miles per hour or higher winds. And that's when a high percentage of well-built homes those framed homes will be completely destroyed with total roof failure walls collapsing belongings destroyed several numerous dozens of trees and power lines down and power outages that could last for weeks to possibly months in a lot of areas so category five obviously definitely the most catastrophic but If you have a Category 5 hurricane making landfall, get out. (laughs) Get out, please. I mean, listen to your evacuation orders, but even, like, just with Idalia, they had evacuation orders in place for, it was a Category 3 hurricane hitting. And I'm so glad people evacuated because the storm surge that came with that storm was just so catastrophic. But you might think, oh, it's just like a Category 1 74 to 95 mile per hour so i'll be okay but listen to those people that are giving you those orders those watches and warnings those evacuation orders because yeah the wind fees might not be extreme but that water the flooding the storm surge could definitely be extreme so please listen to those watches and warnings because they are important but moving on to the water water is the most destructive and deadly impact from a hurricane and this comes in kind of two parts storm surge and also inland flooding and storm surge is 
definitely a scary one and basically it's very complex because it takes into account a lot of things but it is basically made it's basically a result of consistent wind being blown over the water from that hurricane approaching landfall so you have that consistent wind blowing over the water it's basically building that mound of water and it's just piling up all that water and it doesn't all hit you at once it comes in waves and the scary part is it's not noticeable out at sea but as it approaches a coast that's when it really becomes a concern because as I said storm surge is very complex and it has a lot to do with a lot of different factors but one main factor is the geography of the coastline but also the seafloor so depending on the slope of the seafloor and how that seafloor is could really make a impact on how extreme that storm surge will be but also those tides matter if you have a high tide if you have a low tide obviously high tides are worse especially king tides which i know they had in florida today because of the full moon what else plays a role into storm surge obviously the wind speed of a hurricane and how long it's been sitting out there because the longer it's been sitting out there the stronger the wind speed is the worse that storm surge is going to be the forward speed of the storm also plays a role the angle of approach of the storm on the coastline definitely plays a role so if you have a storm that will hit directly definitely that storm surge is going to be a lot worse versus it hitting in a bleak angle or maybe just staying parallel and then hitting it will be a I shouldn't say I shouldn't use the word better but it will be less worse that's a good word I need to I should start reading the dictionary to get a better vocabulary <laughs> but storm surge definitely and really deadly and destructive impact of a hurricane don't mess with storm surge and when you think it's over it may not be over because it comes in waves and then you also have inland flooding, which, as we know, with a hurricane, a lot of moisture is around, and that causes a lot of heavy downpours, and it could be for multiple days if that hurricane is slow moving, if you have rain before it, if you have rain after it. So definitely expect a lot of flooding with a hurricane, and that is also really dangerous. You can't underestimate the power of water, as the saying goes, turn around, don't drown. And this inland flooding could persist for several days after a storm has dissipated because those storm drains could be really clogged. I don't know if that's the right word. Clogged? Logged? Clogged? Backed up? I don't know what the right word is. But they could really be, I'm going to say clogged. Clogged up and that drainage of the water could be really slow. So you may think you might be good to get over to your house again, but you could be dealing with that inland flooding, which I'll talk about in just a bit and what else that could cause. But turn around, don't drown, because it only takes six inches of water, a fast-moving water to knock over and carry away a average-sized adult. And then for a small car, it only takes 12 inches of water. And then for those bigger cars, those large SUVs, those vans, those trucks, 18 to 24 inches, it could carry away your van or truck or SUV so it really doesn't take a lot of water to do that and 
water is scary. And my last name is Waters, and I'm scared of water a lot. So it is a scary thing. It is definitely a scary thing. I love the water. I love the beach. I love surfing, as a lot of you know, but also it is very, very deadly. Do not underestimate the power of water. So we have the water. We have the wind. We have that storm surge. We also have embedded tornadoes in a hurricane, which we did see some tornado warnings today in Florida, at least I did when I was looking. I didn't really keep a close eye on it because I was just trying to deal with my emotions too, but embedded tornadoes are another threat, and embedded tornadoes aren't as intense as the tornadoes you would get in a supercell. If you have a tornado warning in a hurricane, do not let it fool you. Don't be like, ah, oh, it's okay. Take it seriously as any watch and warning. And they are definitely da- dangerous. But as I said, there are less intense than those supercell tornadoes, but they definitely could still cause damage and death. And here is, if you listen this far, here is one clue to the two T's in NL. That right front quadrant is where most of the embedded tornadoes are. Also where most of the destructive storm surge is and the strongest winds. So there you go. I won't say anything more, but that's a little hint. So right front quadrant is the most dangerous. And that's something to keep in mind if you are seeing a hurricane approach your area. If you are in that right side, please, please, please really take those evacuation orders seriously. So that is those impacts, that's those components, and now I'll just talk about a little bit how to stay safe in a hurricane. Also, just really quickly, which I don't think I mentioned in any episodes, but we have these things called watches and warnings, which I'm sure everyone's familiar with. The watch becomes before the warning, and that comes hours before usually. And basically that just means conditions are favorable for whatever watch that is issued, whether it be a hurricane watch, a tropical storm watch, a thunderstorm watch, a tornado watch, basically just those conditions are favorable and it covers usually multiple multiple counties, multiple states, and it's just really just in place to like make you aware that severe weather is approaching. Now, when you get a warning, that's when that severe weather is happening or very likely. So hurricane warning, tropical storm warning, tornado warning, severe thunderstorm warning, flash flood warning, they're issued for that small area for a short period of time. And when you see that come out, you take shelter immediately and you continue to check for updates. So watch is first, warning is second. Take both seriously, but just some safety guidelines for a hurricane which I'm sure a lot of you are familiar with is to know your zone know if you live in a hurricane evacuation area and you could do this by contacting your government or emergency management office have a plan with your family make sure everyone is aware of that plan have a to-go bag packed have your belongings packed whether it be personal belongings I know there's some things that I would and I have them all in a certain place at home, I would take if I had to evacuate that I really wouldn't want to lose. So have that to-go bag packed, have those insurance policies in there, important documents, your ID, your passport, 
just important papers. Uh, also put together an emergency supplies kit. Those basic first aid things, flashlights, uh, power banks. Make sure your power banks are charged if you need to charge your phone, if you need to charge a flashlight because the power goes out. First aid medications, Advil, bandages, stuff like that. Medicine that you typically take, make sure you have packed. Um, and you could look up a lot of things to pack. I think they have like list of hurricane preparation kits. Also some things to do. Secure your home. You could cover your windows with storm shutters. Uh, you could get sandbags. I know that's a common thing. Get sandbags. Also another important thing is to secure the exterior but also the interior. So if you know and we usually know when a hurricane is approaching a couple days ahead start to trim those large trees maybe those branches bring outside bring inside that outside furniture those potted plants bikes outdoor toys benches chairs and just secure all those things outside because they could blow away and you don't want them blowing away in a neighbor's yard or hurting someone or getting destroyed and then also maybe check some of those things inside make sure anything you really don't want getting broken maybe take it off the wall because it could be windy and make sure you maybe bring it to an elevated floor if you don't want it flooded i know right now i live in a basement so there would be lots of things that i would take upstairs i don't want destroyed another thing to keep in mind maybe move your cars move your cars to higher ground maybe park them under a garage you don't want a tree falling on them you don't want a power line falling on them you don't want it in a low-lying area where it could get swept away as i said store those important documents in a safe place identify a shelter room in your house if you aren't under that evacuation order definitely important to have that plan in place if the winds are blowing your door gets knocked out maybe your roof comes off and the windows bust in you want to know where you are going to take shelter in your house, whether it be an interior closet, an interior bathroom. It is best to go as interior as you can in a closet, a hallway, in the lowest level during the storm. But if you have flooding starting to occur, you're obviously not going to want to stay in that lowest level. But it is key to put as many walls between you and the outside as you can. And it is best to stay as low as you can because if that roof does get torn off. But again, make sure you monitor if you do have that flooding, that storm surge coming in. Hopefully you would be under that evacuation order where you wouldn't have to deal with that. Stay away from the windows. That makes sense. You don't want those that glass shattering on you. And just stay tuned for updates from your National Weather Service office, from your weather stations out there from your weather radio and just follow instructions by the local offices so make sure you stay safe also some other things to keep in mind if you're in the evacuation order and you do go back home keep in mind those floodwaters could be very dangerous not only they could sweep you away but also they could contain bacterias in them and definitely a lot of illnesses and also not only bacteria and things that could get you sick but also wildlife snakes Ugh, that's like my biggest fear that's not my biggest fear but i don't i don't like snakes and just imagine 
well, I can't even think of it, but <laughs> keep in mind, if there's flood water still outside, probably best to not go back home. And also there's carbon monoxide poisoning. It's one of the leading causes of deaths after the storm. And this is in areas of power outages. So you don't wanna ever use a portable generator inside your home or garage. And then also make sure you use proper protective gear when you do walk back home or you go back home, drive back home, walk carefully around your home to make sure there's no loose power lines, no gas leaks, no structural damage. You don't want to get hurt by that, especially if you did everything right and you evacuated. That is something just to be mindful of because there could be loose stuff out there. So, a lot of important things to keep in mind when you are dealing with a hurricane making landfall or approaching your area, and you could look up all this stuff. There's so many lists out there. If you don't know what to do, you could always reach out to me, which I'm not an expert, but I do know some normal guidelines to take into account. Just stay safe and listen to your local officials. That's the main thing. And they will guide you and they will tell you what to do. But hurricanes, definitely very destructive. Also really destructive is grieving and losing a loved one. And that's kind of my other topic here that I'm going to talk about pretty quickly because, again, I don't want to get too emotional. But grieving is something I've been doing the last couple of months, whether it be other things in my life or my recent grieving of a, of my friend Jacob and just like hurricanes just like any storm it is important to lean on your support group lean on your friends lean on your families to help you get through this rough time and also don't rush it don't rush it just like maybe rushing a heartbreak by moving on too quickly maybe rushing a I don't know what else you would rush rushing a rushing going back home after a hurricane do not rush it because a lot of times you could just push down that emotion and it does come back up later so feel every part you are feeling in your grieving process if you are going through this like I am and I am feeling every part and I have swollen eyes every morning and I have found out some remedies for swollen eyes so if you need them just let me know but Grief is also a natural, human, predictable, and an unavoidable response to losing someone, something, because grief could mean a lot of different things. So don't think you're crazy for feeling the grief because, again, it's a very natural response. And we grieve for many things in our life. We could lose a pet. We could lose a sentimental object, the loss of a beloved place maybe, maybe leaving your home that you always grew up in, losing a connection, a relationship, a friendship. You could grieve yourself, you growing as a person, changing as a person. So many different ways that we could feel grief. It's basically whenever something is lost, no matter what it is, no matter why or what, and it causes pain in its absence, that's pretty much grief. So again, a lot of reasons to feel that grief and it is a normal response so do not feel like you're overreacting at least that's what I tell myself (laughs) 
because weakness and vulnerability is a part of the grieving process and it should be accepted and oftentimes it's hard to accept it especially if you have to live on your normal life go to work be happy and just exist it is it is kind of hard to deal with because if we could just lay in bed for a month after someone passing then I mean that's probably not healthy but also it'd probably be easier so know that it is it is a weakness and weakness and vulnerability is a part of the grieving process but also communicate to your people that you maybe work with you see on a day-to-day basis that this is what you're going through so they understand and that was something that was hard for me I'm glad I posted something today or yesterday because a lot of people probably realized that I was a little bit more not as bubbly not as vibrant as I usually am especially traffic wise so I'm like you know what why am I hiding this it's not anything I should be ashamed of I just want to share it so maybe people have an understanding and an awareness of what's going on so maybe share it with everyone and it would help not only you have a lift off your shoulders but also them understand why you may have been a little bit more down than usual but again your opinion Um, Another thing that I learned in this grieving process is the guilt phase is definitely there. And it's basically when you regret something you missed out on or maybe not going to something that they invited you to recently, which is in my case, I really regret Jacob invited me to Virginia Beach with his coworkers because they got a place to stay and I did not go because I was too tired from work and it's been really hard for me to move on from that but I've been doing a lot of reading and writing about it and from what I've read you do need to learn to let that go because there's nothing to gain from it and you can't just live in regrets you have to learn it you have to basically use it to learn and to learn in the future and to live your life to the fullest and I know Jacob's not upset at me for not going because even in that day he wasn't upset he's like I understand I'm always tired but also I know now he isn't it's just something I'm dealing with personally but try not to be guilty for so long because that will prolong your time of healing and one of my I don't know if you call it a pet peeve. One of the things I don't like when people say is time heals all wounds because I really don't think time does, whether it be losing a loved one, whether it be a really traumatic time in your life. I think time just smooths out all those corners and makes you manage maybe grieving or manage the situation better and know how to, I don't know, get on with your day-to-day life. But I don't think time heals all wounds. I think it just helps. Um, And for me, what's really hard is I have to pass the site every single day that he did crash at. And I almost cry every single day. So, So you can't ignore your tragedy, whatever it is that you are going through, and hope it goes away because... It does take a lot of 
time, a lot of healing, a lot of different methods to get through it, and grief is not a marathon. There is no defined finish line. It's a winding and confusing maze, and I'm sure a lot of us have been through that before, and there's a lot of things, as I mentioned, we could grieve about as we go on through life, and several times throughout our life, we could grieve that same thing more than once. We could regress in our grieving process, and there's just a lot, a lot to do with grieving, and something may trigger it years later and bring it up and bring up that whole grieving process again, and just some things to help maybe, some things that definitely have helped me is compassion, uh, companionship is key, so have people around you that lift you up, that will listen to you, that will let you cry on their shoulder and let you just cry to them because you definitely need the right people around you to get through it and also those people that may not be helping, they might just be hindering, maybe just distance yourself from them because this is a really rough thing to get through. Grieving is not fun and you deserve uplifting positive people that will listen and be there for you so companion companionship is key also something else which i didn't know i talked about last episode is using art as an, as an outlet art is very helpful in a lot of different healing methods and you could pour your heart into a painting maybe pour your heart into a journal maybe write a novel <laughs> um maybe write a song. I have my piano that I've been playing on a lot and sometimes it's just easier I know to keep silent than to express your emotion but that is also not good to just bottle up everything so if you're not ready to talk about it I understand because a lot of times I'm not ready to talk about a lot of things but write it down, um, express it in some other artistic way so you could express that emotion instead of bottling it down. And then another thing that I have that I have learned has helped me is creating my own rituals to honor those that have passed. So not only with Jacob, but also my uncle who passed away and my grandma and my college roommate actually passed away. I have certain rituals and things that I do to help me remember those that I miss a lot. And like, for example, my grandma always used to call me a cheater in board games because I always beat her and I was not and it actually in her eulogy I said that but anytime I play a board game like in my head I always just say a prayer to my grandma and then my uncle John he loved the Boston Red Sox and as we know their song is Sweet Caroline and it's kind of crazy because actually the other day and wow here's my ADHD the other day I was really, really in a bad spot, and actually, I think it was at work, and it was like before a show, and I was by myself, and I had the TV on in the background, and I was just thinking, like, why? Why does this have to happen? Why do I have to feel this way? Like, why do, why is grief a thing? Like, why do people have to die? Like, I was just thinking, why in my head? And I was thinking to my Uncle John, and it is so crazy, but as I was thinking to Uncle John, I'm like, Uncle John, 
if you're there, like, can you just let me know why? And in the background, in the TV, Sweet Caroline started playing. And I don't know what channel I had on, but it wasn't a music channel. It was, maybe I had, like, old game on, but that song literally started playing in the background. And I'm like, okay, you know what? I just have to hold on to the hope that maybe this happened for a reason or it probably did happen for a reason everything happens for a reason and I just don't know it now and maybe I never will but that gave me some peace of mind that my uncle John is there with Jacob um but for like Jacob anytime I'm thinking I'm drinking a pumpkin beer now which has been often the last couple days I just lift it up to Jacob so create your own rituals to honor those that have passed what do they like to do? What makes you think of them? What made them happy? What do they like food or drink wise? For me, anyone that's listening, and if I pass, hopefully not, knock on wood, but I would want everyone to go to the beach and to the ocean and just swim in there. Maybe before a storm, like I said in my date recommendation, but just create your own rituals to honor those that have passed because it's hard to connect to them a lot of times because they are gone and just find those ways to connect to them and then lastly just don't believe that in those five steps of grief that if you look it up I think it was made in like 1960 and it's like denial anger bargaining depression acceptance grief is not a linear process just like many other struggles just like heartbreak just like someone losing their job everyone deals with emotions differently so don't believe in things you see online you could regress you might go through a different phase before someone else so keep that in mind everyone is different and just take it day by day and if you need to talk to anyone I'm here so reach out to me reach out to your loved ones reach out to your support group reach out maybe to a therapist whoever you need reach out to them you are not alone so know that but with all that being said hurricanes relate a lot to life as I talked about in my last episode they relate a lot to grief we go through all of us go through those storms of life and for me this hurricane season this summer was a really long one I went through a lot of various different storms and I just tried to stay afloat, which I did, and I'm hoping fall would will be better to me and I will have more positive things to talk about. But, you know, maybe, as I said, someone needs this and this is why I'm talking about it because everything does happen for a reason and if you're listening to this, I love you and the world is a better place because you are in it. And whatever storm you're going through... There's different ways to prepare, like we learn. There's different ways to prepare for a hurricane. There's different ways to prepare for a life change in your life. There's different ways to prepare for a lot of different things. But sometimes, actually most times, there's no way to prepare for losing a loved one. There's no way to prepare for maybe a tornado or the wildfires in Maui. Uh, So someone like me, I like to have a plan. I like to always be prepared and when I get thrown off that's when I go down this downward cycle and I just get thrown off basically just my day-to-day life 
So just recognize it and get back on path. Tomorrow, I'm actually going to start my smoothie cleanse again. I'm going to start trying to work out regularly again and not just crying every day in my bed because, again, it's good. It's good to feel all the feelings of grief, but there's only so long that you could cry in bed and my eyes are so swollen and hurting all the time. So I just got to make steps forward to try to feel better and yeah, it's hard, but I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying and if anyone wants a smoothie cleanse, reach out to me. I got a good smoothie cleanse. But all this said, this is why I love the weather because you can forecast it. At least we hope to. Most events we can, but obviously there are those unexpected weather events like tornadoes um like pop-up thunderstorms in the summertime there's a lot of weather events that go unforecasted but most are which i think is why i really love meteorology because i could kind of i can't control it but i could kind of i know i know what to expect which is why i like it but traffic events are very unexpected and that's why i don't love traffic reporting as much as i love weather reporting on the news But you just got to go with the flow. And that is something that I am trying to get better at each day. Going with the flow is definitely very hard for me. Because I like a plan, as I said. And traffic, you cannot plan. But also, there's a lot of good stories after hurricanes. Dogs reuniting with their owners. I know, especially after the Maui wildfires, a lot of dogs did reunite with their owners. Which I saw some videos, which was awesome. I know my good friend... Actually, Stephen Kreller, who does listen, so shout out Kreller, you're the bomb. He did get his cat Zeta, which was named after a hurricane, after that devastating storm. So, some good does happen after hurricanes. I know I read this one story about, I think it was a owner of a kayak tour group, who just talked a lot about how the hurricane brought a lot of new sea life to... I forget where it was. I think it was in Florida somewhere. Um, A lot of new sea life and nutrients to their river that they usually kayak on, and it actually boosted their business. So there's a lot of small stories like that. There's a bunch you could look up, and that makes me happy. I look up stories like that of people bouncing back after when I'm really feeling down. But Sometimes you really may not know why that's happening, why a hurricane's passing through, why you're losing someone, why you're going through this devastating part of your life, but hopefully one day it will make sense to you because I do believe, I don't believe time heals all wounds, but I do believe everything happens for a reason, and I hold on to that. And all these hard times really just make us all connect as human beings like as I said I did post something on my Facebook and I was very hesitant to do so but it made me feel a lot more connected to people that watch me on the news because obviously I don't really talk about hard times there but we all go through them and I'm not going to just hide it because you could probably see it in me but I'm trying to not let it impact my job so Definitely some goods come after storms. I said so many different things in last episode. 
can't get rainbows without rain and there's always beauty after the storm and I went through a whole bunch of quotes but also just in hurricanes specifically the hurricane winds and waves move sediment from areas that it may not normally move sediment from like bays into marsh lands and marsh areas and they revitalize a lot of nutrient supplies in that area so definitely good there also those coral reefs can also benefit from hurricanes because in those really warm and hot summer months the hurricanes help upwell a lot of those cooler waters and that helps alleviate some of the thermal stress that the coral reefs are seeing also hurricanes could bring rainfall to places that need it really bad especially before wildfire season so hurricanes bring a lot of devastating rain but also could bring some beneficial rain to areas that need it and as I said in my last episode a lot of times after a devastating storm a devastating struggle in your life we all show resilience after and we all come together and we grow as a society we grow as a person we grow as a family and there is always good that comes after that storm and you may not see it all the time but eventually you will so with all that being said grief hits in several different waves sometimes those memories flood over and you can't just control your emotions and that is okay and sometimes it may not come in okay situations like I started crying at the store the other day but you just got to learn how to manage it you got to learn what to do and learn ways to cope and I'm here as I said for anyone that needs just to talk someone to cry to I promise reach out to me and I will be there for you because it's hard it is very hard and it really sucks when you feel alone so know that you are not alone but I hope this episode, you learned some more about hurricanes, some more about hard times, hardships in your life, and how hurricanes often bring hardships and struggles, but we all grow from that, and there's a lot of life struggles that happen, and we may not know why they happen, but we do become stronger after them, we become more resilient, so keep that in mind. You may not know why something is happening at the moment in your life, but just trust in faith trust in god that it is supposed to happen even though it's really freaking hard sometimes but looking forward to things next month i am going to new york where i'm from for my high school reunion and my good friend kathleen is having her baby so i'm going to her baby shower and i'm celebrating a new life which is really exciting and actually maybe I'll talk about this story next episode because Kathleen and I are childhood friends and our parents both couldn't have babies so we have a very unique connection and anyone that was at her wedding uh, the maid of honor speech I talked about that in there and a lot of people cried so it was very emotional and we have a really special connection so I'm really happy I could be there for her but definitely looking forward to getting to new york i'm looking forward to i'm gonna try to plan a cornhole tournament for jacob in his honor and just celebrate the life he lived and how much he impacted other people um 
I'm excited to grow even more as a person with all these struggles. I just continue to grow and to learn from all these struggles and battles in my life. And there's just a lot of things to look forward to. I'm looking forward to the eye doctor appointment tomorrow and to see what's going on with my eyes. And just looking forward to fall. Fall's next month. So exciting. So lots of things to look forward to. And I hope you guys have a lot of things to look forward to as well. And as always, I usually tell you what is next month, which I'll tell you about Kathleen and I's story next month. Try and think what topic. September. Maybe I'll talk about wildfire season? I don't know. Um, Maybe I'll talk about... Hmm. I don't know. I gotta think about that one. I haven't really thought much the last couple months. (laughs) But if you guys have anything you want to know about, as always, let me know because I'm always open to that. But for now, enjoy the last little bit of summer because it is close to the end and enjoy that heat. I am so glad for it to be gone soon. It has been hot here in Virginia, but thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for supporting me. Thank you so much for struggling with me, (laughs) and I really appreciate it. Please be safe out there, especially on the roads and at the end of your summer. I love y'all, and I'll see you next time.